Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen, your co-host, along with Mark Holcraft this morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Roxanne. How are you? Ah, oh, well, it's a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful weekend, really, and it's just glorious. I've taken some walks and, and just inhaling and exhaling. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yes. wonderful. Oh, and the buds that are coming out. Spring's kind of one of my favorite seasons before all the mosquitoes arrive. <laughs> exactly. So yesterday, um, we took some time. My daughter, uh, Sophia, she's six years old. She asked us if we wanted to go on a picnic and said, yeah, Aww. let's do that. So we, we were just in the backyard, and it was so <laughs> glorious. So we're sitting down on a little blanket, just doing cheese crackers, something simple. And she's like, Dad, have you seen the buds yet? And I didn't know what she was referring to right away. He's like, the, the buds? Yeah, on the tree. I was like, oh, I she's love a it. girl after my she own is heart. Noticing it. Yes, yes, it is. It is glorious. We've we've been long waiting for this. I don't know if you had a chance to speaking of nature um, to see the super moon lunar eclipse last night. Did you happen to catch no, it? No. Yeah, it was really cool. My my son Nick and I. He has a telescope, and so we went out kind of to an open field and and checked that out. It was about nine thirty or so that it was kind of well about nine. It started. Yeah, the, the moon disappeared and it became red. I like that stuff. So astronomy, and just so we're not confusing with astrology, <laughs> right, right? Right. Astronomy, I I enjoy that. So I oh, miss that. It's cool. It really looked. It was it was neat. I'll have to show you some pictures after because well, my camera didn't pick up much, but some some people I have been seeing feeds with some really decent photo photographs Way of cool. it. Yeah. Okay. So nope, didn't know it. Yeah, but anyway, well, we have a great show here in store. We're going to kind of do a. A recap of the spring live drive, which we're just coming off of and hearing a little bit about that and, and more. So we're so glad that you are allowing us into your homes and offices this morning. And we're looking forward to to discussing the theme of consecration is what we're going to do. So. Yes, yes. And so that's kind of a great lead into then. We should probably start with prayer for talking consecration. Huh? Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Well, let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your beautiful sunshine. We thank you for the gift of rest, especially the gift and nature of rest on Sunday, that you would give us the joy, the energy, all that is required leading into the following week. We pray that you are glorified this Monday by our actions, by our thoughts. And Lord, we just offer to you this day. We offer to you our interactions, our communications, our discussions. Please be with us and move through us. We pray and ask all of these things and those that are still just remain in the silence of our hearts. And we offer them to you through our Blessed Mother Mary together. Hail Mary, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we're also coming off the cusps of our, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Right. You know, and just as we were praying, I was just also struck by that too. Like, you know, uh, our family, one of the ways we tried to enter into that is we prayed at the novena 
the Rosary Novena. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something very special on Friday, it being the last day of the Novena, um, and just knowing there is this, I just felt protected yes. by Fatima. You know, which is so interesting mm. because of what we've been discussing just leading into the show this morning. You mm-hmm. know, so many layers to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to hope that the hope and the grace of not just because the feast is passed and we're still in the month of Mary, but Fatima is so much more than May 13th. Mm-hmm. And we just need to continue to invite Our Lady, ask her to overshadow us, to protect us uh, in so many ways, really in everything and everything. Um, and we're actually, we're going to be coming back to that even a little bit in regards to conversation about cons- uh, not just consecration, but one of our guests talking about total consecration to Jesus through Mary. So yes. we have a loaded uh, show this morning, yeah. and, and I'm very excited by that. Um, well, so Roxanne, one of the things as we were talking, you know, and you mentioned it briefly, the theme of consecration. Okay. And so um, we wanted to utilize some of this morning's segment and just kind of introducing um, one of the things that Real Presence Radio is trying to do is we're praying into if there's a theme, a word, or a phrase that would help guide and uh, lead the, the ministry of Real Presence Radio. You know, it's always Jesus and Mary, and we know that. Um, but we just pray into you, like, Lord, is there something you want us to draw out? And so one of the words that came to mind um, that I felt very compelled to share with the staff, and I was like, hey, I think this is where we want to go, was just the word consecration. And I think mm-hmm. for us in the church in the last five, ten years, this has really been made in a certain sense popularized and mainstreamed because of the total consecration to Jesus through Mary, uh, really made known by Louis de Montfort, St. Mm-hmm. Louis de Montfort. But then also um, there's been some great writings and insights from not only saints, but then Michael Gately, mm-hmm. one of the uh, Marian priests, really uh, kind of brought it back in a new way mm-hmm. with this consecration, inviting some of the writings of Mother Teresa, Louis de Montfort, Pope John Paul II. Um, and so they're just great insights into Marian devotion, right? And so, but that, that wasn't really where we were going with it. I, I was like, I don't, there's more there, you know? And just, and really, so it just kind of falling back on, well, what's the Catholic Church's general like definition of consecration and what's it meant through the, in the church's eyes. And many of our listeners probably don't know this, but really just most succinctly and generally, it's just to be set apart. And not, mm-hmm. not in this kind of like elitist, like, oh, look at me, you know, we're not going to be touched or stained by you sinful people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, nothing like that at all. Um, which I think some people might have that uh, impression that it's, uh, it can be an elitist thing or, or it's a sign of, you know, oh, you're consecrated in here. Um, then you're really holy mm-hmm. and almost like removing ourselves from people. And that, that's not it at all. In fact, it's quite opposite in the deeper sense. So as I, I just continue to bring it to prayer and we've been looking at some, uh, some scriptures that came to mind, you know, and I'm just going to read a couple of the scriptures that come to mind, Roxanne, um, and, and frankly, even though like we're on air, you interrupt me. <laughs> interrupt oh, yeah, me if you yeah. have thoughts, you know? Okay, I just had one little thought when you were talking about that. It just reminded me of a friend who goes to daily Mass, and I was talking to her about that one time and just in admiration because I try to get there, but I don't get there every day. And, and, and she said, I mean, I, I was talking about how some people might see it as like, oh, I'm so holy, and I go to daily Mass and whatever, right? Right, yeah. And she said, but that's not it. She said, I go because I need it. I need to get filled up. Like, yeah. it was out of a need, 
And so that I guess that's where I, when you were talking about consecration, that's what I was thinking as far as like the perception versus the truth of it, the heart of it. Perfect. And that that really is it's it's there's a certain sense of, you know, I think we've often used the word we're broken, like our culture is broken. But then if we just look at ourselves, like in so many ways, we can just feel broken in, in so many ways we are broken. And it's going to only be Jesus Christ who's going to mend us and redeem us and make us to who we were always meant to be. Um, but definitely, it's just—it's not that we're that special in that sense, as much as we just need it. It seems like some of the greatest saints were um, hyper aware of that, of their brokenness. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, again, saints, yes, they're models for us, but they—they they were sinners too. They were broken too, and and that's—they—they they recognize that deep need and their need for Christ to make them whole, and that's. That, that's what they can teach us, is that you just keep doing that every day, the best that you can do as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. But we need something. We need a structure. We need, we need Christ. Roxanne, I, I would say the same thing. I would say, very much say the same thing. And it's, it's one of those things, um, that part of that brokenness, it is our sin. It's the fallen nature, you know? And that can be really depressing. <laughs> it can be really very discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we were to continue to use adjectives to start to say what that can lead to mm-hmm. then what we start to see is actually gosh that really sounds like our culture right now yeah. like it really starts it sounds like the world mm-hmm. you know this antagonistic nature against christianity um i think mm-hmm. much of our many of our listeners and we just went through the spring live drive and i'm going to give an update a little bit about how that went we just went through our spring live drive and one part of that process we reach out ahead of time to a lot of our listeners, uh, a lot of our very generous donors say, hey, can you help us with a kickstart to our spring live drive? And so um, we invite people to make challenge gifts and whatnot. But within that whole conversation, we ask people, hey, would you be willing, uh, is there anything you would like prayers for? Or would you like to make an, an honorarium, right? So first, it's, would you like to make an honorarium or that we can share a message for you on air? And a lot of people take advantage of that, you know, and they'll say, I'd like to offer this in memory of, the great priest we have, or the memory of this loved one who maybe had passed away recently or, or long past, uh, make this message in honor of my children, my spouse, uh, for all those babies lost to abortion. Um, there's all kinds of mm-hmm. different dedications that are made that are beautiful. Um, but then we also ask them, is there anything that we can pray for you for? And for, for some people, that catches them off guard. Mm-hmm. And some people, it's like, oh, no, I'm good. That's okay. He's like, hey, that's, that's great. Well, as you were talking about this, I was just thinking, like, nowhere but in this world of, of the church, right? Because when you're giving donations or something in the secular world, it's more for whatever, to see your name on a building or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. What, how, do, how beautiful that you can get a prayer out of it and, like, become closer to God through it. I don't know. It's just beautiful. Well, absolutely. And, and, and thanks for saying that, because that's definitely something we'd want to communicate, just that reality, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but people are often moved. When they, as they start talking about what they want, what they want to make that honorarium mm. for, mm. you know, sometimes they move to tears. It's, it leads to some beautiful conversations we've been having with some of our listeners. Um, it's the same thing with the prayer requests, and and that's been so good. I, I, what we're trying to do with the word consecration as a theme is we want to embody that on a bigger scale. Okay, and so. One of the things is people are just feeling so discouraged. Like I said, all those adjectives that can speak of the, the spirit of the world that is antagonistic to the spirit of Christ, you know. And so we do. We, we're, we're hyper aware of it. You used that word earlier, hyper aware. And so a lot of our listeners, 
they're very like, they're very frustrated, and some of them are even confused um, because they feel like some of that discouragement and some of that spirit of the world has penetrated the church mm. um, because it has, and that's the thing we need to acknowledge. Well, it has, you know, whether we want a secularization, if we want to call it that, or whatever other whatever other ism that mm-hmm. it might be, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we just want to reclaim is the nature of being set apart. You know, what comes to mind is a story that I had, or uh, an experience that I had with one of my sons, Luke, and this will probably take us into our break, Roxanne. Sure. Um, we were having a conversation, and I had asked him, and I think this is a conversation many parents have had with their kids right before Mass, and it's almost like right before you have to leave to go to Mass, <laughs> is, well, what are you wearing? Well, like, I'd rather you not wear jeans. I'd rather you not wear shorts. Dude, it's 40 degrees outside. You know, and maybe parents don't call their kids, dude. I do. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's like, can, but we want you to be can you dressed up, you know, Sunday best. Well, that phrase is kind of getting lost on our world. It's either getting lost or redefined. Well, my best is a, is a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. It's like, well, I think we can do better, you know? And so, and it, it was a challenge to me, like, we can do better. Are we buying you better? <laughs> you know, we, so as a parent. But anyway, he said, but why? He just asked me, and it's a great mm. question. Well, why? And all of a sudden, I just mm. went. I just said, the clothes we wear reflect the nature of the culture. And when the clothes we wear have no difference between what we wear to church and what we wear to our friend's house, that's a problem. And I, I kind of felt inspired in the moment. Mm. I don't know if my son felt I was inspired in the moment. <laughs> but I felt inspired. And I just said, hey, here's the deal. When you go to Mass and there's no difference in your appearance, and how you maintain or hold yourself than there is when you're outside of mass in the world, then something's wrong and we've screwed up. So we're letting the outside world penetrate our mentality in the highest form of prayer. It should be the other way around. And he knew enough to know, and this is where God bless my son. Look, he knew. He knew. He was like, yeah, I know our faith should be changed in the world. And so in that moment, and I, I, I was so impressed by him. He just said, Okay. He didn't argue it. He, it made sense. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, he changed. And in turn, some of the other kids changed. Good for you, and Dad. So, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. But it was really, um, I applaud him, you know, because it wasn't, then it didn't turn into this big argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was so interesting. And I, I think that is just a fragment of what needs to happen in the bigger picture. Like, we need to remember, no, the church is called to change. And so it is a place set apart to renew us, just like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I said just like you were saying, maybe that's before we started. And I'm excited to get into that with you. In fact, we need to take a break here in just a few seconds. When we come back on the other side of the break, Roxanne, I'd like to hear about some of the stories you've had this past week. And, and you also mentioned a love for the Carmelite Sisters, and we want to give mm-hmm. a shout out there. Yes. So stay with us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio's Real Presence Live this Monday morning. This is one of your co-hosts, Mark Holcraft, joined by Roxanne Sullinan. Um, I love her last name because it's kind of hard at first when you Mm -hmm. see it spelled. Um, maybe not to you. <laughs> you used to it. No, it's, um, it's. I had a. My maiden name is Beauclair, and that was always like pronounced wrong too. So oh, sure. between Beauclair and Solonin, I I just have to kind of <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Um, I get a similar thing with Holcraft. Yeah, it's yeah. not very common. Yeah. Um, this morning we're talking about numerous things, but it all ties into the theme of Real Presence Radio for the 2022 and early 23 year called Consecration. Um, and we're, we've, we've been pulling from different scripture verses uh, to kind of help guide and lead us. And I just want to read one of those passages now. It's taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And it reads, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I find this to be very a potent description and point of direction for us in our conversation this morning regarding consecration. And this is this was the theme that we opened up our Spring Live Drive with uh, just last week. Um, and the, the Spring Live Drive, it was really, it kind of kicked us off with this theme. Uh, and so if you recognize that scripture verse, that was the verse we used in day one. And I'll use a couple more scripture verses throughout this morning, Roxanne, uh, taken from day two and day three. You know, and so hopefully some of our listeners might recognize that with the emails that they would have received last week um, with points of encouragement, things like that. Um, but for those who have been listening and have been really wondering, how did we do? How have we done? You know, our publicized goal was 650000 That's a lofty goal. We did not hit it yet. Um, right now, after the weekend, where we stand is $455,732.50. cents. Someone might think, well, why are you reading the 50 cents? I said, because <laughs> during the live drive, if you tuned in, if you made a gift, we were very clear and adamant 
The widow's might is what carries us along with all kinds. I mean, people's generosity, Roxanne, was phenomenal. You know, I, I'm aware that we had at least a couple of archangel gifts. That means it was $5,000 or more mm-hmm. that came in. And I'm also aware that we've had some gifts that were less than $10 or $20. And only the Lord can measure the nature of sacrifice and generosity from one to the other. You know, and so I know there are a few times throughout the life drive we talked about the widow's might. And that gift that, you know, the woman who gives out of her need, mm-hmm. not out of her surplus. And, and we recognize, just, we're just so thankful. We're not judging how people gave or what they gave from, per se, if it was need or surplus. We're just very grateful and thankful. And I think we're still far from over. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have many gifts coming in. And so we'll continue to update uh, our listeners over the next couple of weeks of how the Spring Live Draft effort has gone. Um, and we're going to really continue to dig and uh, dive into the theme of consecration. Uh, Heather Carroll, our program director, she will weave that into every week or two. We're going to weave in the nature of that theme and just to continue to unveil what does this mean for us, uh, the nature of consecration. And we've been talking this morning about, in its most basic definition, to be set apart. You know, Roxanne, if you would, uh, could you share a little bit, you know, we were talking before the show, and this last week... You were sharing of some a pretty incredible situation that occurred for you um, that was concerning, frankly, even as you were you were texting it to me um, as it, that story, story started to unfold, I was like, "What the heck it took me too long to get to the question of are you okay you know um, but I am okay, thankfully, but yeah, yeah i did I did experience a, a little bit of a jarring situation. I go downtown on Wednesdays at the Red River Women's Clinic, which is our state's only abortion facility, and pray with my friends. I've Just for our listeners, outstate, so downtown Fargo. Right, downtown Fargo, right. Mm -hmm. It's the only one in our state, and so it's pretty much a stronghold, I would say. Yeah, I agreed. Um, We have, when I started, there was just maybe one or two abortion escorts. They've increased by quite a bit. They wear rainbow vests that say pro-choice on them. Um, We've also increased our presence as as pro-life people that are reaching out with Prayer, um, I, I tend to try to reach out with brochures, post-abortion information on the abortion pill reversal, also our Women's Care Center here in town, which is not that far from the facility, that we can bring women to, lead women to, and we have done that, and we have had saves, babies that are existing, I've held yes. them. Um, it's been a while, and, and so uh, we, we kind of feel like a little bit of a, a dry spell here with that. But what also has happened since the... Supreme Court leak that I think everyone knows about is it has tensions have gotten a little bit higher. It seems like in the last couple of weeks. And Roxanne, just a quick interjection: one of our guests, in fact, our guest at nine thirty, so the next segment is going to help uh, give some insight into yes. what's going on with that that leak of uh, Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs case. Yes, right. So anyhow, stay tuned for that because that's going to be a, an important discussion. But um, personally, I, I am one that tends to reach out, and so on Wednesday, I had only been there about a half an hour. It, the tension felt very high. I was kind of uncomfortable. I'd had a tough week. I was in a hailstorm on Monday. My car got beat up. Oh, and our listeners can relate. Last <laughs> yeah. week was a week for storms, too. Yeah. yeah. So I was already kind of just, it was a, a kind of a crazy week already. And um, there was a young gal that had come into the abortion facility, um, really agitated, angry, turned around and yelled at everyone right before she went in the door. Um, so she was in distress and she didn't stay in there very long. So obviously she didn't have an abortion. So I'm not sure why she was in there, if, she, if there was a checkup or something, but we don't usually see that 
amount of agitation. Um, she came out a little while later. She was pausing and talking to some of the escorts, and I heard her mention something about a domestic situation that that she was in. Sure. And my heart went out, and I wanted to. I thought, here's a chance to to reiterate that there's there's help for her. And so I had a brochure for the Women's Care Center, and I was trying to let her know about that, let her know that there's counseling there, and so that we could like bring her into safe harbor. Uh, I knew that might be my only chance, and uh, she was just she was wanted to punch someone, and she said that she said I want to punch you. And she said that a couple of times. Yeah, she? she she threatened a couple of times, then she got right in my face, and I kind of just held still and kind of went back a little bit, and she she punched me on the side of the head. So um, someone called the police. The police showed up, um, took a report, and interviewed some bystanders and people that had witnessed it, as well as myself. And my head hurt at that point, so I, I was just trying to hold it together. People, A couple of people prayed over me. Um, I ended up going to the hospital, and the doctor thought that I probably had a mild concussion. I was having some, some migraine auras and some pressure in my head. Um, it was right on the temple, so there was some tenderness. It swole, was a little bit swollen. So yeah, uh, that was an unexpected moment. I, I've been yeah. down there. In fact, it's funny because I had been to Mass. We, my friend Ann and I who go down together, we, we have a little routine. We'll go to Mass, go have a simple soup for lunch, kind of talk over what we're going to be doing, sure. and, then, and then show up in the afternoon. That's kind of been a routine, um, mostly for people coming out, but there's also been more people going in in the afternoon with the abortion pill, which doesn't take as long. Right. So um, anyway... Yeah, it was. Uh, I felt I was talking to a lady after mass, and she she said, "I always like seeing you because I know you're going to be going down downtown, and it reminds me to pray for you." And I said, and I just told her how how going to mass strengthens me, and I feel very peaceful even going into the situations that are difficult. You know, yeah. I was telling her like I I'm not afraid. <laughs> I I just go in and and try to represent Christ and try to be a light set apart right yeah exactly and that, and and that's that's so important because in and the imagery of light i think is a very important one you know we jesus refers to himself as i mean he is the light okay we, and we often say the light of christ and just a quick interjection here uh roxanne so the nature of light in the spiritual life usually comes in twofold uh one um the if you're if you are the light it could be a very lonely place if you're the only one that seems to be maintaining the light of christ in a surrounding that has none, mm-hmm. you know, and in the nature of light, if we look, you know, just light a match in a dark room and in a, in its own way, it lights up the whole room, not super mm-hmm. bright, but all of a sudden everyone knows where that match is, yeah. right? Just in the nature of light itself and just a small flame, right? But yeah, go ahead. When you were reading that scripture verse earlier, I just, I, I tuned into, into his wonderful light, not just light. We know light is wonderful, yeah. but like to state wonderful. And I just thought, yeah, light is the light of Christ. I mean, shining in our hearts is, it, is it, wonderful. <laughs> it changes the whole makeup mm-hmm. of the room, but it also reveals where the darkness is. Right. It reveals where the shadows are. Whereas you stay mm-hmm. in the dark, you, you don't know where the shadows are. So mm-hmm. it's, there's all kinds of things. We could do a whole mm-hmm. new program mm-hmm. just on the nature of light and the spiritual life. But the other aspect that stands out about light is the light is very bright when there's a bunch of lights together. Mm. And you can't even necessarily distinguish if it's one bright light or if it's mm-hmm. 20 or 30 smaller lights. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you were praying at the abortion facility last Wednesday, you had mentioned, I had asked you, I think in the text, like, was anybody else there? And you said, yeah, there was 
probably 20 or 30 people there, something like that. Probably like 30, 35. Yeah. They're praying. Mm-hmm. So 30 well, prayer about, warriors. Well, about half of those were the escorts and half were. Okay. Were, but there was a big group that had just shown up actually from NDSU. They've been coming in the afternoon, the Bison Catholic focused awesome. people. Yeah. And so they were that. I can't tell you how much it means when they show up. Oh, and, uh, and yeah. it just like everything does. does change. Like you said, the light. One of the things too, I want to mention the, the perpetrator ended up getting away. And, and I was just at that point kind of dazed and, and trying to figure out what was going on. So I didn't see, she kind of slipped away. Um, but I, I just want to say, I, I'm not, I, I, my heart has really gone out to her. Um, I, I looked at her face to face this close and <laughs> very close within inches could could feel her breath on my face and i just looked and i wanted to in that moment like i didn't know she was going to punch me but i just wanted to like let her know that she was loved somehow you know and i'm still thinking about her like i still hope she's okay and i would love someday to meet her and that's i think that's like that's the fruit of the nature of consecration to be set apart is it's not one the spirit of the world right now would say get them back vengeance Mm -hmm. that person deserves and needs to have justice and, and I would say that's the process of some, you know, it's been one of the confusing things in our time is what's been referred to as a peaceful protest. In front of the abortion facility is a peaceful protest filled with prayer, right? And, and a desire for the, what is best for the person, for their joy, for their happiness. Well, that's not what's happening. You know, you mentioned the leak earlier, Roxanne. That's not what's happening. Um, it's not a peaceful protest. It's anger. And the fruits of that show itself. Right. The fruits of consecration points to whoever you are, young lady, we're going to continue to pray mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. and you are loved. Yes. You have been claimed by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole group of the world that has not only forgot about that, mm-hmm. they don't want to think about that for reasons we don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, we have to come up to a break here very mm-hmm. soon. Um, our, when we come back from the break, you've heard about Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs case. It's been a hot topic recently. We're going, to get, we're going to get some insight on how we can approach what we're hearing in the news from our local Catholic conference next on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 